In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So God created us in God's own image, in the image of God. So the Lord said, I will wipe all whom I have created from the face of the earth, humans and animals and creatures that move along, among, uh, along the ground and, and, and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to love you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, but it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you, considered my have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down, and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Then Daniel went to Ariel, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. See, I will send my messenger, who will prepare the way for me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary as pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found pregnant to be with a child through the Holy Spirit. John wore clothing made of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. 
After me will come more, one more powerful than I, the throngs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stop down and unite. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word was first, the word present to God, God present to the word. The word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything as created through God, nothing, not one thing, came into being without God. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The life light blazed out of darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Then Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. The kingdom of heaven is like a king prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who has been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Then Jesus told him the parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. It's my blood. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. And Jesus said, Behold, I am with you always. And Jesus said, Behold, I am with you always. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I, our confirmants find their seats, I want to tell you I learned some things this morning, like how to turn on the air conditioner. And I turned on, 
realize you have to flip two switches, so now it's getting cool in here. So praise the Lord. Sorry about that warm welcome you had before. So I don't know that I have three things for folks to listen to, but here are some. I want you to listen for questions. I want you to listen for any answers. They may not be to those questions, but you can be listening for that. And count how many times I say the word God. So three things to be listening for. Well, I cannot stop smiling and happy weeping this weekend as I have had the opportunity to spend even more time with this class of confirmands to hear and to see their statements of faith and to think back about our time together this past year. I have never before had the privilege of being this involved in the leadership of a confirmation class and while it has not always been easy, I will say it has been quite a thrill. They have asked a lot of really good questions, questions that have challenged me and Amy Kim and their mentors to think differently about our own faith and to find ways to articulate what we believe that will make sense to these seventh, eighth, and ninth graders. Through time spent on Sunday afternoons, a weekend retreat away from home, on car rides, at school plays, and at table, this group has become a community. Kids who had never before met are now confidants and friends. Adults who used to be just a face in the crowd are now a friendly smile. Through the relationships in the larger groups and the one-on-one relationships between confrères and mentors, we have explored what it means to profess faith in God, to be a follower of Christ, and to experience the Holy Spirit, as well as the community of what the community of faith is and what it means to be a part of one. But you don't have to take my word for it. Listen to these words from the statements of faith written by these youth. When I first found out my mom had signed me up for confirmation, I was upset and annoyed. The last thing I wanted to do on Sunday morning was to spend my time going to church school. The reason that especially made me upset was that I had already totally lost my faith in God. I had constantly injured my knee, and I had just felt that if God existed, he would have prevented that from happening. I had previously (coughs) believed that if you were a follower of God, he would prevent all horrible things from happening to you. I really didn't want to have to go to a class where I was learning about something I just didn't believe in. So, when I walked into my first confirmation class, I was already sick of it. But after all this time and a lot of thinking through things, I realize that God isn't present in your life to make your life perfect. He's there to lift you up when times are not great. Faith is important to me because my faith is always there, helping me through tough times, guiding me and influencing me daily. Faith is important to me because it gives me hope and motivates me to do things I never thought were possible. The process of confirmation has helped me understand that being a good Christian involves being an active member of the church and not only praying or going to church when it's best for me or when I need something, but also when others need my prayers or when I can be a positive influence in someone's life. I believe that God is all-loving and all-forgiving. 
I believe Jesus is fully human and fully God. He was a great teacher and a miracle worker. He died for our sins and forgives us for them. And this is something that I do not take for granted. I'm still not sure exactly who the Holy Spirit is. Finally, I believe that the Bible is full of stories and parables that I will remember for the rest of my life. I do not believe that all of it is fact, but I do believe there are valuable lessons inside. I also think it's amazing that it's so old and has been translated into so many different languages. I see God in people who are loving, in people who are kind, in people who forgive even the hardest things. This is what I believe. Being around people you love and care about brings joy and happiness. This is what I believe. Death is just the beginning of a new life in heaven. This is what I believe. In church is the time I think about God and Jesus the most. Those two have greatly affected my life in positive ways. God is community. As you travel through this journey called life, you meet new people and learn new things that help to shape you and the community around you. Their faith in you and yours in them shows you who God really is. I believe a community of faith is a place where anyone can come together to worship and figure out life together. I do not believe anyone should be unwelcome to this. I believe God will always watch over you even if you don't know it. I believe that God did not intend this world to be perfect for him. Instead, I think he meant it to be perfect for us. My faith was in no means a big part of my life. And in addition to that, I really did not understand what faith was or why it should be important to me. However, then something inside of me changed. I found a new understanding of how I need to act as a person, the kind of person who would live her life to the fullest under the influence of God. As I have grown, I have learned when I am struggling, I simply have to turn to the greater force, the creator and protector, to guide me in those times of need. I'm ready to accept my place in this church and do whatever it takes to make this place a better community. Since joining the Presbyterian Church, I believe I've found where I belong. I know all are accepted, and I know I've found my place. I hope to continue to evolve as a follower of God and to continue to follow the path on this spiritual journey of my own. Holy Spirit, I feel like we don't learn enough about the Holy Spirit and how he's kind of there during many major events, including the birth of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is like the opposite of achievement because it teaches you every, about very many events when you don't achieve your goal and then you learn from your mistakes and try again. I have no idea why things happen in this world, but I do know one thing. God knows. God remembers. For me, I see daily reminders that God is with me and that God loves me. Growing up, I always sang that song, Jesus Loves Me, which has really stuck with me. Jesus was one of the first people I learned about from starting to go to church at such a young age. I have a lot of respect for him, considering that he sacrificed his life for us. The only service I liked going to was Christmas Eve service. 
It's so exciting because it's the night before Santa comes and gives me presents. My favorite part of this service is at the end when all the lights go off and everyone in the church has a candle and starts singing Silent Night. It's so calming. And pe- did the lights just go down? Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> so the lights go out and we sing Silent Night and it's so calming and peaceful I can fall asleep from it. At this time in my life, I only saw this moment that way. As I grew older, I realized that this moment means more than calm and peace. It shows everyone coming together and celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Everyone is singing their hearts out. I am sitting with these people who are all singing together as one. I'm singing with people who promised to love and watch over me when I got baptized. I'm a part of a community who loves each other and is gathering together in the presence of God. My whole life, I have been taught Christian beliefs and teachings. That isn't to say that I haven't had questions or doubts, but I have learned that not being sure about everything is part of Christianity, and it's natural. Faith to me is something that is very important in my life, even if it sometimes confuses me. For me, faith is my belief that God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are all guiding us on our journey and giving us options and choice, but not deciding those things for us. I believe. What a simple yet complicated statement. Many people say that since I'm 12, I'll start making up my own opinions and decisions, whether they're about school, sports, or religion. But this responsibility comes doubts, lots of doubts. But standing here right now, where my thoughts are changing every day, this is what I believe. I believe in God. I trust in God. One of my favorite things about the Bible is that it was written by ordinary people like you and me on this earth, like we are. You didn't have to be some famous prophet. You just had to be here. If you want to know the truth, some of them were even infamous. Like, well, let's not be specific. Let's just say some of us. Most importantly, I am here You are here, we are here for a reason. Friends, these are our confirmands. I am so grateful that they are a part of this community. I am so thankful that their ideas and questions and beliefs and gifts are part of the makeup of us. So welcome. Welcome to this beautiful, challenging, joyous, meaningful life of faith. Welcome to God's messy, fantastic, rebellious, opinionated, stunning, and loving church. May we continue to love and support you in your lives, and may you continue to push us to be the community God has called us to be. Alleluia and amen.